Well, good morning, friends. Uh, I sit in my office this uh, morning, and I'm taping for Wednesday, January 20th. Um, it's weird to be this far ahead, <laughs> or this far behind, I guess, because it's, it's not even Christmas. And I'm taping these and believing for um, for the Jedigar Christmas and the New Year's, but who knows what uh, what happens, right? God is the one who knows uh, today, tomorrow, and forever. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 9. I ordered myself a brand new Bible last night because mine I can't even hardly see. Um, but the uh, Bible was on sale for 21 bucks instead of the $50. It's an ESV, which I'm, I'm learning to like a lot. And it's a theological study Bible, so there's a lot of notes on um, theology and from different writers, so I'm excited about that. But in the meantime, I'm using this Bible I can barely see that I've had for so many years. It's hard to let go of things. So we're in The Passion of Jesus Christ by John Piper. Again, I hope you've got a copy of the book. Um, I've found two or three in Goodwill finds. I love to just go through the Goodwill religious section and find good books. But uh, today's uh, uh, today's topic on the why Jesus uh, suffered and died is to make us holy, blameless, and perfect. And um, that's kind of a, a a big order, a tall order for me, I know, uh, to make me holy, blameless, and perfect. But the truth of the matter is that it's not based on me. It's based on him and his work. It's not his work plus mine. And we need to understand that, that this is God who is at work in us doing everything that needs to be done. And because he made us, who knows us best, right? So it's not that we we stop doing anything because we're responsible for our growth, but we're not responsible for our perfection and, and blamelessness and our holiness because there's nothing we could do to gain that. But once he's done this work in our lives, then we spend time in the word and prayer and, and spend time um, getting discipled. We need a mentor. A mentor, again, is someone who, uh, who's been down the road a little farther than us, has a few more scars, a few more bumps, has learned a few more lessons. Um, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 9 says, He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Remember, this is hundreds of years before Jesus died. Uh, and remember that he he died between th uh, two thieves, and a rich man donated his tomb, not knowing that in three days the tomb would be empty again. But... Uh, Jesus did that for us. So let's go to Piper's reading. I'm going to read quite a bit of Piper this morning and uh, um, quite a few scriptures. One of the greatest heartaches in the Christian life is the slowness of our change. Isn't that the truth? We, um, it's, almost, it's almost just uh, painful to see how slow we grow. There seems to be so much that happens so fast when we're first Christians. And then all of a sudden it just seems to slow down so much. Let's look at Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, Jesus is asked about the greatest commandments. And in verse 30, he says, Love the Lord your God. Underline these with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. I love the mind part of this because we are to uh, intellectually love the Lord as well. That means that we're supposed to get trained up in the word. It means that we're supposed to be actively learning his word. And yet it seems we grow so slowly. It seems that we're uh, almost like Paul um, in uh, Romans chapter 7. Let's turn to Romans chapter 7. 
And the longer I'm in this, the longer uh, or the more I relate to Paul in this particular scripture, Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Uh, Romans 27, 24 says, What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? But I love the answer in verse 25. He answers it for himself. But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, because I am slow at growth. I am not growing at the pace that I'd like to grow, but I'm growing, I believe, if I'm doing what I need to do with the growth that God has for me. He's changing me um, from glory to glory, the scripture says. Um, and the reality of, of, of this is that it is a growth process. It is, it is not an overnight. It is not a sprint. It is a, it is a marathon, as we know. Um, and we need to continue just to, to not, um, to try to press on and try to, to, to go so fast. Slow growth, Steve Crockford says, um, is good growth. Slow growth, slow growth is good growth. Uh, let's look at uh, what Paul says about his, his relationship with the Lord and his growth in the Lord. Look at, uh, Philippians chapter three and verse 12. He says, all of these things, no confidence in the flesh, uh, chapter three, and he goes on and he gives a um, uh, a little bit of a res- his resume. And then he says, I counted it all as, as garbage, as dung. And in verse 12, he says, not that I've already attained all things or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Christ Jesus takes hold of us. And the growth that we have is good growth. It's solid growth. It is not fake. It is not fake until you make it Christianity. It is a growth that happens and a perfection that happens and it happens over time. <clears throat> it takes time for for us to, to get to where God wants us to be. But in the meantime, we're continually spending time in the word, spending time in prayer, listen to podcasts like this one or others. There are many, many good podcasts out there that you can involved, get involved in. Uh, we read from people like Piper. We read um, books um, that help us grow and, and attain this growth that we need. Let's go back to Piper here. It says, that very statement of Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, is the key to endurance and joy. Christ Jesus has made me his own. I belong to him. You belong to him. And all my reaching and yearning, he says, striving is not to belong to Christ, which has already happened, but to be but but be to uh, to be complete in what is lacking, so that I in my likeness I'm like him. So we already belong to Christ. So it's not we're earning. Uh, we're not trying to earn a spot in the family, so to speak. We belong to him, and so there is this growth that takes place. Uh, because we draw closer to the Lord and we spend time with him. And it's this, it's this likeness, it's this Christ-likeness that needs to take, uh, take, take place in our heart. Let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Whoever wrote the, the book of Hebrews, I don't know. Someday we'll know if it matters when we get to heaven. But Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. Because by one sacrifice he has been made perfect forever, those he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Look at this process here. I love this. It's actually, it's amazing because in the same sentence, he says, we are being sanctified and we are already perfected. Look at this. Because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are uh, being made holy. 
the the I think it, in this uh, the NIV it's 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 perfection and the ASV I think it's sanctification. This process of sanctification means we're in the process of being made perfect, and yet in the same sentence it says we're already being made holy. Right? We he has made us perfect forever. Those who are being made holy. Underline that verse and. And look deeply, deeply into it, the scriptures before and the scripture after. What happens is that salvation, you're as saved as you're going to be at that moment. You are eligible for heaven. But there is this process of sanctification that goes on, this, this cleansing that goes on, this uh, completing of the deal, so to speak. Uh, we've said it so many times before, at salvation, the curse of sin is broken. As we walk in the Holy Spirit, um, uh, um, we're, we're given strength over sin, right? So the curse of sin is broken in our lives. And as we walk in, in the Holy Spirit in our, in our, in our walk, we're, we're being strengthened from sin. And one day when we see Christ as he is and he comes back for us, he returns for us, either, either we go to him in death or he returns for us in the rapture, we'll be removed from sin completely. It's this ongoing process that God is doing. And again, it's his work to do in us. need to understand that. It's not us cleaning ourselves up. It is the work of sanctification, the process that is going on in our lives that is getting us to where we need to be. But our part of that is staying close to Christ. Our part of that is staying in the word, listening to podcasts, uh, being attentive, uh, being in church, either online or in person, however that can work in this day and age. Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. I don't know about you, but I'm not holy. I'm not without blemish. And I'm sure there are people who can make accusations against me that, towards my imperfection. If you only knew, if you only knew. I read one time what a great response to somebody who says, uh, man, that Gary Holdy, he's a mess. Our great response is, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> I had people tell me, Pastor Gary, I want to be like you when I grow up. And I'm like, no, don't pray that. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vessel that's filled with imperfections and filled with blemishes and, and in need of so much more from the Savior. The good news is he's perfecting his work in me. I just stay close to him. I just stay in the word. I just pray. I just talk to him. And, and, and he speaks back to me through his word. See, about, about 99% of God speaking back to us is found in the word of God. There are times when we know that we know that we know in our spirit that God is leading or directing us. But um, I don't have any audible voices going on in my life. The, the word of God speaks to me daily. And, and I love what one writer says uh, in the book called Divine Mentorship. He says, when we read the Bible, we sit at the feet of whoever, uh, whoever is, is, um, is, has written that portion of Scripture, at the feet of Paul, at Mark's feet, at Peter's feet, at, at John's feet, at Jesus' feet. As we read these words and we get into the Old Testament, we, we sit at, at, the, at the feet of David or Moses or Jeremiah, Isaiah. If we look at it that way, it's not just going to be, I need to get my chapter in for the day but I'm actually sitting at the feet of someone who's gone before me and someone who's walked the path that uh, I have to walk, someone who's already paid the price, someone who has completed their journey but wants to help me on 
my journey. Let me pray for us in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you. Talk to you tomorrow.